Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. What's going on, everybody? This is the Clap Your Hands podcast brought to you by Odyssey Sports, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Download the app, get all the episodes first. And Kyle, there's a lot of different uh, phases of a podcast, right? There's the first episode. There's the first post-game episode, the first trade episode. Today, we get our first emergency pod. And the emergency (laughs) pod is with good reason, Kyle. Joel got absolutely screwed out of starting in the All-Star game. He should be a starter. He should have been ahead of, well, we'll debate of who, but it's embarrassing for the league that Joel is not starting. So Kyle, we're here to talk about that. I'll kind of uh, let you go off first on uh, the fact that Joel is not starting in this game. Well, first, just let me say, if we're calling this an emergency pod, if somebody responded to an emergency I had and it was <laughs> like this many hours removed from point. the emergency, I would be pretty fearful or angry or sad. wouldn't survive. Yes. It depends on what the emergency is, I guess. Emergency-ish, um, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Yeah. An injustice so, pod is maybe another way to put it. So here's what I would say. Uh, this is probably going to be an unpopular take. The fans are who let him down. That yeah. Was, he, he did not make the all-star team because he didn't get enough fan votes. Point mm-hmm. blank, period. I mean, we can sit here and say, you know, should Jason Tatum have been number one in media voting? That's going to be a topic of conversation later. Probably not, but I at least I get, you know, best player, best team. He's just the simplest candidate to make a case for compared to the other guys. But, you know, it it just sort of highlights the absurdity of in 2023 when basketball is positionless, when teams are being led by guards that are 6'5", 6'6", rather than the traditional small six foot floor general point guard, that kind of thing. It just really silly that they they box these guys in like this. And, you know, I don't think I think all star matters less than all NBA MVP year end awards. And that's where I really feel for Joel, because in this case, he's going to be on the all star team. Right. Nobody actually tracks like we have talked about him being a starter because he's been a starter so many times mm-hmm. and it's in press releases. Oh, he's made five starting appearances in a row and Allen Iverson made seven and he's getting closer and 
So that snaps that streak and that's fine. But ultimately you look in the record books and people track, was he on the team? That's all that really matters. It's a lot different for all NBA being first team or second team or third team or not on one. That's a big difference. And that's how, you know, we if you're talking with people down the road and saying, you know, this guy was better than this guy, or I, I think this guy's a top whatever player of all time. Those are honestly what often separates the, the the true pantheon top of the pyramid type guys from just the really very like the elite players, but not quite in that inner circle hall of fame. And so I think you could use this as an example of, you know, maybe we get to the end of the year and Joel does not get the respect that he might deserve yeah. in a uh, in that sort of thing. And then you run into the problem of, and this is a separate thing from All-Star, it's him against Jokic, and they're two of the best players in the league, clearly. Jokic averaging basically a triple-double on the number one team in the West. Joel's averaging 33.5 points a game on a top-two seed in the East, and only one of them is going to make an All-NBA team this year. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that is a bigger travesty than the fact that Joel's not going to start in an all-star game, I think. Yeah. No. So I think one of the problems first, I'll say this about starting in the all-star game. I think the NBA all-star game is the best of all the all-star games. I think baseball is kind of boring, but it's probably second place. Football basically doesn't have one and who even knows what hockey does. So I think basketball is easily, <laughs> is easily the best one. And I, here's why I think there's a couple problems with this. One of the problems is, and it's a good problem for the league, but a bad problem for Joel is that there are just a lot of really good players in the East right now. Now, yeah. you can only start five. So somebody's going to be left out. So it really comes down to, you know, who's it have to be? It's a little bit like when, you know, we talked about it briefly on the last pod a little, but Sirianni not being in the coach of the year thing. He probably has a really strong case to win it, but there's a lot of guys that have really strong cases too. So when you look at who got in over Joel, Tatum, Durant, and Giannis, they all have strong cases to be all-stars. They absolutely do, right? This is not... Al Horford starting over him. There isn't yeah. no, any player like that where you look and go, but, but here's the thing. Joel has been better than at least two of those players. And, you know, Tatum, you can argue because he's the best player on the best team, but he's been better than Giannis this year. He's been better than Durant this year. They're, his team is better than those teams. And if you want to look at games played, he's right there with them. He's played the least, but I think he's two behind Giannis and four behind Durant. So that's not a super large percentage where it matters. Tatum, Look, Tatum, at the end of the day, is probably deserving of being in there. But, at, like, at least Tatum has played 47 games. I hate the whole games played thing. But ultimately, Embiid, the games played thing couldn't hurt him that much. Here's where I think it comes down to. on Why, why do I think Embiid's not starting? And you bring up the fans. I think this is his lack of postseason success coming back to bite him. And here's why. Durant has been in a finals, uh, in a conference finals, obviously. Tatum has been in a finals and a conference finals. Giannis has been in a finals and a conference finals. These guys, you brought up the fans. I just think Embiid doesn't play in as many highlighted games as these guys do. We've seen these players play on the largest of stages. With Durant and Giannis, we've seen them win it. And then Tatum, obviously, last year had a really bad finals, but at least was in those finals. So I, I do honestly believe that the reason Embiid is not starting, is, in part, is because he's not had those playoff signature moments that reaches him out to a much, much larger group of fans than just like your very large portion of diehard NBA fans. So there might be something to that, but I will say he did get a ton of votes. This he is did. more a matter of 
actually, where are the, okay, I have the fan vote in front of me. Joel yeah. Embiid still got almost 5 million fan votes. But but he did get considerably fewer than Giannis, considerably fewer than Durant. Like, you know, almost 2 million votes fewer than those guys. About a million and a half less than Durant and almost 2 million less than Giannis. Now, Durant Giannis, look, Giannis has won a title. He's a massive international star. Kevin Durant has won multiple titles. He's an absolute legend. So I do kind of get that a little bit. But those guys have played in bigger games. Like they just have. They've played in way more bigger games than Embiid has. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I think you're almost overcomplicating it because I think some of it is just that people don't like Joel. I, I think mm-hmm. his style of play in some ways rubs fans of opposing teams the wrong way. I think Why, what he though? does is yeah. they don't like like all the grifting and the free throw drawing. And look, there are a ton of plays where Joel gets ab- – he's getting hacked. He's getting – pulled on push whatever that's the nature of being a big man but he also it's more noticeable when he's selling for fouls because he's huge so his his mm-hmm. exaggerations are bigger exaggerations than somebody who's James Harden's size people didn't like it when James Harden was doing that stuff yeah he just was so good that you know he was a popular player he's fun to watch for a lot he of other reasons kind of points yeah yeah so there are still going to be people Again, almost 5 million people voted for him. He got more votes than Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson, who were the two guys who were in contention for that last starting front court spot in the West. So, mm-hmm. like, Zion Williamson has not played in any major playoff games. Anthony True. Davis, is, other than the bubble run, has not really had any playoff success. So the fact that – I don't think that the playoff stuff has a ton to do with it. I think it's more – people might just like the seasons that these guys are having more. I think Durant is obviously a huge name. Giannis is a huge name. And Tatum is, look, 
he's the best player on the best team in the East, a team that just went to the finals. And, you know, should he have been number one in the media vote? I don't think so. But I think it makes sense from the perspective of the other guys you can all pick apart for various reasons, right? Giannis, not as impactful as he's been in seasons past. Durant got hurt, and there was that tough start to the year for Brooklyn. Joel had some time that he missed, and, you know, that start to the season probably stuck in some people's minds, whatever. The Celtics have just dominated from the start Mm -hmm. of the season. Tatum's been an elite player. So if you're going to just say – He's had the most you know, steady performance over the last you know, four months or whatever. Okay, then he's on the ballot and he's just on more ballots than anybody else. So that one made sense. I, I would have put him on, I, I said on this podcast multiple times, I would have put him on over Giannis. I thought that was the easiest call to make as somebody who had a, a similar team record, but Joel was just straight up better. And yeah, the surprise for me was that Durant finished fourth in the media vote. I thought that, that was probably more telling to me than anything else. Cause I don't know how you make the case that Durant is the, the fourth best guy in that group this season. Um, well, he's that's mid- a, I mean, do you think they dinged him for the whole trade thing? Well, that's stupid. If so, like, I agree I, because stupid, but- look, if he had done, if Kevin Durant had done the trade thing in the middle of this season, right. And he disrupts the franchise mid year and says, you know, screw this, I'm out. If he did something mm-hmm. more akin to what Harden did last year, where he's clearly was not going to put up with the situation right. that's going on there. Then I think you have more of a case to say, yeah, that guy shouldn't be rewarded for stomping his feet and trying to get himself out of here. But what Kevin Durant did is said, this is bullshit. This team isn't good enough. This is not a serious operation from where we sit today. And you know, they fire Steve Nash and they get their shit together at the start of the year. And he played as good a basketball as anybody has played all year in the stretch from, you know, when Jacques Vaughn was hired or promoted, I guess I should say, until he got hurt. So yeah, but don't you think Embiid was better? I mean, Durant played great, but Embiid has been, un- I mean, Embiid is averaging like 34, 10 and five. You know, he is. I mean, if you're asking me who's been better for the whole season, it's probably Joel. But that mm-hmm. run that Durant was on, he's essentially shooting 50, 40, 90, scoring 30, whatever points. Yeah. A game, or maybe might be like 30 even points a game. So one of the best stretches in the league this year. And I also just thought that I, all I'm saying on Durant is that if he got dinged by anybody because of the trade stuff in the offseason, that's just an absurd. I don't I care what these guys say. Behind the scenes, I don't care like if they're agitating the move, whatever. You step out on that floor and you're giving 100% to the team and producing. That's the only thing that should matter in this stuff. Like this is a, And if the fans want to see them play, to me, that's what should really matter at the end of the day. So, Well, so all right, I do agree with you on that. And if it were – see, I'm torn because I do genuinely believe Joel should start. And I do think – again, on a whole, it's an embarrassment for the NBA that one of their best players, and I was going to say one of the most popular, but he was fourth in fan voting here, is not playing, like he or not starting. He should be a starter. But I also do think, again, like Tatum has a really good argument. Durant does. Giannis does. I think Embiid's resume matches up with all those besides wins for Tatum. But the question I would have for you is, 
So we, we agree Joel should be starting in some capacity, whether it's over Giannis, whether it's over, you know, even Donovan Mitchell. It should be, real- I was going to say, it, the two guys that he should be starting over are both guards. In the yeah, I agree with that. But, but for what it's worth, Donovan Mitchell, is over them. But, but for what it's worth, Donovan Mitchell has had a special season for Cleveland. You know, like Great he's year. gone through. Right. So I'm saying, it again, I, keep, I hate to keep dunking on Al Horford, but it's not like there's that guy in the lineup. Like I would probably say Kyrie. And look, Kyrie got a ton of votes, which is probably a discussion for a whole nother day. But I, I do think that ultimately he should probably be starting over either Giannis or Donovan Mitchell. But the problem with that is Giannis is a massive superstar. And this is why I bring up the postseason success again, is because if you look at Giannis and Embiid, Embiid to me is just as good as Giannis or like on any given day, one could be better than the other. They're similar players. But if you look at it, the players put Giannis first, the media put Giannis second, the fans voted for Giannis over him. Like, what's the difference in their careers besides Giannis went on one postseason run? Like, that's it. Like, what? what's Embiid's been dominant. Embiid's a, you know, we can debate the personality thing, but what is it other than the fact that he went on a championship run and Embiid didn't? Like, I truly believe if Joel had a title and Giannis didn't, Embiid would probably be in the top three and Giannis wouldn't. Well, and I brought this up previously. Jan, Joel, the way his missed games are treated is just different than the other guys. Yeah, right? it is. Gian, yeah. Giannis, at the time votes needed to be submitted for All-Star, Giannis had played exactly one more game than Joel. Mm-hmm. As I said previously, Tatum playing like 10 more games than a lot of these guys. That's a significant enough gap where it's, okay, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. For people to, I, I mean, I've read people. I'm not going to name drop anybody because I'm not trying to start any media beef. <laughs> Sorry, right, Twitter. But I've yeah. read people's All Star articles where they said, you know, Joel Embiid's availability was the difference between being on this list and not. And it's like, you can't credibly make that case. If you want to just say, I think this guy was better, even though Joel had better stats and right. either sim- the same or better team record better advanced stats, whatever, whatever you want to, you can and also beat, say, they beat the Bucks, didn't they? Didn't, aren't they one and zero against the Bucks this year? They're one and one. They lost oh, the second game right. of the year and Joel played like crap in that game. That's one of his worst okay. games of the year. Um, okay. But so all I'm saying is if you want to make an argument for Giannis over Joel, find a way to make it. You can't make it using availability. That's, that's the disingenuous I, part. And well, that's why I've tried to focus on the, like the fan part and the stuff that's like, I think there are some intangible things that some fans just don't like about Joel. Like, look, he is a troll. He does try yeah. to get under people's skin. He's attacked people in the past. He doesn't do as much of that anymore, but he's got all kinds of little mini rivalries and beefs around the league. And you know, there are a lot of people who just don't like him. And even in spite of that, he got more votes than Kyrie Irving, more votes than Donovan Mitchell, more votes than Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. like guys in both conferences who ended up making the team. So, I I mean, look, it's just a matter of there are four elite players in the Eastern Conference front court. There shouldn't be this front court, back court. It should be who are the five best players, Yep. period. Like, this is not – we're not assembling a team and a rotation. <laughs> right, to, exactly. To put, in the, yeah. to put in the playoffs, and this team is going to go try to beat, you know, the Monstars or, or somebody. Like, this is just who are the five best guys they're only going to be out on the floor for a few minutes before subs are coming in and whatever. And you can make mm-hmm. a more quote unquote reasonable team. And, and the other part is like, 
it really doesn't matter when you're having a draft anyway. Like, it's yeah. not like that's another good point. Th- this yeah. is not the starting lineup. This is just the guys who will comprise the starting lineup. So, like, if LeBron decides he's drafting Joel Embiid, and then Jokic is on the other team, and you, you know you assemble right. them in whatever way you want. Five, yeah. It's so the the idea that all right, we need the starting front court and starting back court. They, the players will figure that out when they do the draft. So that's the the biggest beef I have is that we're still at the point where we're doing this in such a a structured way that look, this has happened in the other direction in the past. And I'll go back to all NBA. There was a year that DeAndre Jordan was an all NBA player, which is mm-hmm. just an absurd <laughs> premise, but it's because every all NBA team has to have a center on it. And so that was at a time when guys who were competing for the guard spots are, it's like mm-hmm. Derek Rose and Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul and Kyrie Irving. And you go down the list and down the list and down the list. And it's this ridiculous competition. And then it's like, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Andre <laughs> Drummond, like, well, who are we going to throw in there? And right. so that's the thing that needs to be rethought because we don't want to look back through history and say, this guy is clearly one of the three to five best players on the league in the league at the time over a you know three year stretch, five year stretch, whatever it mm-hmm. ends up being. But the history books say, well, he's the second best center, and that means he's like the eighth best player or whatever. It, that's just it's a disingenuous way to frame somebody's greatness as it's happening. So that's I agree something that. that has to be changed both for all star and for all NBA type voting. So it seems like, are we in agreement that the person we would take out is Giannis? Yes. Okay, so we would take out Giannis. But here would be my next question for you. How would you fix the all-star voting, right? I mean, I think that uh, on one hand, I can make the argument, just do straight fan voting. It's a fan game. It's an all-star game. But to your point, as we've discussed, there's contract implications. There's, you know, all types of things. How would you do it? I, there's no good way to do it, right? Because with the fan only vote, five, you're only five spots. You're, too. Yeah, the, with the fan vote, you're liable to get the Andrew Wiggins starting appearance or the, <laughs> just like goofy stuff like that. The media, no one's ever satisfied because, right. and I'm going to make fun of Daryl Morey in a second. There, there's it. always like, how many, how many people are from Boston in the media contingent and, and all that kind of stuff. And look, there are a lot of Boston based media people who vote on these things, mm-hmm. but so, all right, let me just bring in the Daryl. Daryl Morey today, couple quotes said Joel Embiid completely hosed once again. I'm in agreement with that. He should be starting in the game. Yeah. Perfectly reasonable stance. He then apparently set, called out the shameless Boston media and said that they are way overrepresented in the selection process. Yes. And I mean, it's like really, it's in the same vein of having to listen to someone say like crooked Hillary or <laughs> Russian <laughs> Russian bots on Twitter right. decided the right. election or oh, the mail ballots don't count or like, <laughs> like all kinds of insane election stuff. Like, look, you want to blame the media. The media had Joel as a starter. It's a good point. Like, good again, point. if you want to say Jason Tatum should not be first, okay. But the reason Jason Tatum is first, because he's on the best team. And, and he's having a great undisputed year. best yeah. team. He's having a great year on a great team after a great season last year. He's averaging mm-hmm. like 30 points a game, producing all over the board. Like, 
has an yeah, ironclad case with him being to be an all-star. One. Yeah. So I, I don't want to hear the bullshit about, oh, it's the Boston media's fault. And right. Joel didn't get enough fan votes, period. He gets enough fan votes. He's an all-star starter. Like, that's all that matters here. Yeah. Really. That well, maybe he should be higher. He is a real MVP candidate. I, I get it. But that stuff is just, it's silly. I, I know Daryl is stumping for his guy. I get it. I, I He should do this. And he should be vocal in support of his guy. But a little bit of like QAnon conspiracy theory shit will- with the... For some reason, when you said that, I thought about the fact that everyone got mad at Doc when he used to support Ben. You know, like, well, you have to support your guy. And of that's course. and now this is different because there's a legitimate his reasoning might be off, but there's a legitimate reason to to defend Joel. I think in a way, losing the fan vote or being, you know, fourth or whatever of 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 why you're not a starter is kind of the most hurtful and like eye-opening way not to do it. Like if it was the media, again, you could point to conspiracy theories about the media if it was players you could be like well players just don't like joel for whatever reason the fan votes kind of hard to justify because it's basically those three guys are more popular than you like point blank period those three guys are more popular than joel and that's got to sting a little bit now what is the reasoning we've talked about it you know you talked about how he's an annoying player at times to watch he does the troll thing i you know i think it's playoffs whatever but it's got to hurt a little bit another question i have for you um is how do you think joel will react to this I mean, I don't think he's going to go crazy over it. I think he already, the first game we're going to see him play after this is against Jokic, right? So he didn't need any more motivation for that game. So yeah. it's hard to say, man, he's going to come out really fired up. But I, I wrote weeks ago, I said, I think it'd be, it can only really be a good thing for the Sixers that he doesn't start because you're not going to get a less motivated Joel because he didn't start in the all-star game. And yeah. I do think I want to stick to the player vote for a second. I always think the player vote is fascinating on several different levels. I don't know why guys vote the way they do, but I still mm-hmm. like to look at it. We actually talked to Tyrese Maxey at practice today, and he was very open and said, I just vote for my teammates. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, he's like, for the Western guys, it's just guys I know and guys who I know are playing well. Like big like names. How, yeah. Yeah. Like that's how he votes. And, you know, You'll see some of the guys who get votes, like Bol Bol getting all-star votes is hilarious <laughs> from players, like stupid shit like that. Yeah, but I'm looking now. Joel also got more player votes than both of the guys in the backcourt. He got 150, oh, yeah, right. he got 153 player votes. Kyrie got 128. He's just number one in player backcourt voting. Whereas mm-hmm. Joel with 153 is third four, in yeah. front court voting. Or yeah, third, right? Yeah, third in player voting. Yeah. The one that really jumped out to me that I thought was this was as eye-opening as it gets for me was Trey Young being 12th in, in backcourt <laughs> yeah, voting. That up for the pot. They really don't <laughs> like that guy. That is like because you know, I think Atlanta has been super disappointing mm-hmm. and all that. But for him to fall to 12th, like, let me look at the list of where he's at. He's behind Jalen Brown. Okay, he's on a really good team. Halliburton, Harden, those are guys who had great years. But then he's behind like LaMelo Ball, Jalen Brunson, like guys that he very clearly is better than. And LaMelo Ball, a guy who's like on a much worse team. Charlotte has sucked ass this year. And LaMelo's done basically nothing to speak of. He hasn't even played that many games. So for Trey to be all the way down there is that would have been unfathomable 
unfathomable to me as recently as a year or two ago. He looked like that guy might be like the next big, big time player in the league. And now he's at a point where it's like, man, the players don't respect him. Mm-hmm. The fans don't really care what he's doing. The media certainly don't care what he's doing. That no, one right. was a, a real, at least like, cause with Joel, he's got the respect of his peers. He's mostly got the respect of the media, even with the fan vote. It's he's right. There. Way, he's yeah. way ahead of most of the players in the league. It's just a matter of the East is really tough, but you get 12th as Trey Young in in the conference in the in the conference for guards. Yeah, that's embarrassing. That, that's like you got to wake up like, man, I really screwed up somewhere along the way. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's true. I mean, the other thing too, like to what you just said about Joel, and like I asked you how Joel would would respond to it. I do think, as much as I said, the losing the player vote or the fan vote would hurt. At least he can go to bed at night and like feel good about knowing that he was more the more the victim of a flawed system than he was disrespected in my opinion. Right. Cause to your point, he did good with the media. He did good with the uh, players. He did really good with the fans. He just didn't do well enough compared to the other three. And again, Giannis Durant and Tatum are all mega superstars and Embiid is too, but he lost to three mega superstars. I am looking at the Eastern conference now looking how Harden did. So Harden got 35 player votes, which ranked him fifth. He finished behind DeMar DeRozan, which is kind of interesting. And Jalen Brown, which I guess I understand. DeMar, so, very popular among players. Yeah, is he? I mean, I guess I, he seems like a cool guy. Um, cool guy, but also he's just sort of that. He's your type of guy. He's a bucket guy. Bucket he goes boy. out there. He's always, I feel like it, when when players get asked who's one of the, the guys that you hate covering the most, he always ranks very high in, yeah. uh, in informal. I could see that because he just like, like pulls up for that little jumper and he does take more threes a little more threes than he used to but i can see that just he just draw you know takes that jump shot and that's it so i can see that that being annoying um all right so this was our i'm trying to think if there's anything else we want to touch on here we agreed agreed and bead got screwed over we don't know how we would fix it i would argue to just do straight fan vote but that i think there's some flaws as you discussed um no more other the thing i don't like is that so much of this with on the media side gets wrapped into contracts yeah i i'm fine uh, i'm fine with the media voting on this stuff and i've said before i think it's a thing a responsibility that we should take very seriously again i don't have a vote mm-hmm. i believe the philadelphia representative is keith pompey at the inquirer is the nice. uh the only writer in our market who gets a vote as far as i know um so i'm as long as people take it seriously that's fine that it's mm-hmm. a very important thing historically contract wise whatever but we do need to we should take a look at who gets the vote and whether they're people that are actually paying attention to the league or just some yeah. people who have been around for a long time so that matters well, well player I, vote, say- I, I like factoring in that's a fun angle but that's more i'm just interested to see what they do and a lot of times it ends up being i just voted for my my teammate yeah uh, I mean, it's, I, w- I was going to try to look at this. Like, I wonder if you could figure out, cause I'm looking. All right. So TJ Warren, first of all, if you're TJ Warren and you see, you only got two player votes, aren't you a little like, all right, which of my two teammates voted for me? And what the, like, what about these other 10 guys? Like, it's weird to think that some <laughs> guys are sitting there being like, I'm going to vote for some of my teammates. Like what decision was TJ Warren there? But well, uh, TJ Warren is probably one of his own votes. If I had to, that's guess. a good point. You yeah, you're right. You so vote for yourself. Yeah, that's you have one teammate vote for him. 
Um, do you think it's more agents that want this stuff in contracts or teams? It's a good question. I, I mean, it's probably a combination of the players association, I think, because that's mm -hmm. a, this is like a CBA thing that all NBA is tied into the Supermax and all that. Like, it's not like the media came in and said, hey, we need to, uh, we're going to stick our hand up. We want to decide how much this guy can right. get paid. That's not something that anybody wants. Like, I think we should want to be able to have our say, like if there's a media vote on the team like how the nfl there's the the writers association the FWA, versus yeah. the, the ap and you know what have you but as far mm -hmm. as dictating guys salaries and things like that that's where i get very uncomfortable with uh yeah being involved in this at all i i 100 agree i think it's it's weird and i do think it's something you could potentially see change uh excuse me, see change in the coming year. So, all right. Our first emergency pod, as you mentioned, kind of like semi-emergency. We're, we're a little late to, to actually help Joel here, but I think it was important to talk about it today. And I know I had a lot of uh, thoughts on it. So it felt good to, to get those out. Um, nuggets on Sunday. We talked about, or sat Saturday. Saturday. Nuggets on Saturday. Yeah. Talked about that briefly, but it'll be awesome to see Joel come out and, uh, Hopefully he can control his emotions, you know, play hard, play physical, but not hurt himself, you know, trying to dunk the ball too hard. But I think it definitely adds spice to the uh, the matchup. So any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, honestly, I'm kind of I'm excited for a 3 p.m. Saturday game. I am a little upset that it means I can't see. I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, Imhotep is playing Camden in high school not. basketball tomorrow. There are three different kids who are going to Kentucky, including I believe it's Dewan Wagner's son. Oh, so really? it's a it's a big time. I believe the game's at St. Joe's tomorrow, but it's happening at basically the same time as mm. uh, as Embiid versus Jokic. If not for the fact that that game was at the uh, the same time, I would probably be going to that, or at least like yeah. looking for a way to go there because big time high school games are awesome. I actually got this. Yeah. I, I went to. Um, LeBron and Mello played in Trenton when they were in high school. You went to that? At uh, St. Vincent's and Oak Hill. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I went to this tournament. It was like the Sovereign Bank shootout or something <laughs> in Trenton that used to be this big high school tournament. Um, and I went because my high school at the time was playing against some team from the Bronx. It was like this big game and they ended up getting destroyed. Did you play on the high school team? Not, oh, I was a kid at the time. This is 2000. And <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, right. Would have been like 02 or 03, sometime yeah. in that uh, in that window. It was when, do you remember Pat Carroll who played at St. Joe's? Yeah, yep. He went to my high school. Him and his brother Matt were like the two best players we ever had at the high oh, school. Oh, wow. So his team was there and my dad was like, oh, also there's this kid, LeBron, who's playing at uh, <laughs> earlier in the day, we should get there early and see. I was like, yeah, daddy's like the, the most like, prospect <laughs> in like my lifetime, probably. Right. Let's go. And that was a whole Carmelo's team, I believe, won. Um, and it was a great game. So I, I love this... a big time high school game and I'm disappointed I'm not getting to go to this one. I do have this vague memory of it must have been around again, 0201, being in my parents' house in this like, so my dad was a professor professor at temple he doesn't teach her anymore but at the time he had like some student come over for some reason which I, I i would love to know the reason for that in retrospect but a student came over for dinner and this dude apparently was like an intern at slam magazine and i swear in my life he was like elliot in like three years all you're gonna hear about is lebron and i just wish i could remember this dude's name but 
Anyway, I'm basically going to say I was early on LeBron. Is pretty much where this comes down to. Of course you are. Just I like Noah Vonley. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Just like Noah Vonley. I'm going to look and see actually if Noah Vonley got any player votes. I'm going to go ahead and guess uh, Yes, he I did not. But... I don't think so. All right. Well, this has been another edition of the Clap Your Hands pod. We will be back early next week, uh, you know, after Jokic and Bede, and then, of course, after Eagles 49ers. So um, thank you, everybody, that, that, that tuned in. Uh, like I said, download the Odyssey app, get all the episodes first, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.